Welcome to Season 1 of The Chris Hanna Show, where we're going all in on how to improve your impact, your productivity, and performance. Today's podcast is brought to you by Evolving Management. Isn't it about time that companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing? Visit evolvingmanagement.com for featured content, blogs, manager toolkits, coaching solutions, and more. That's evolvingmanagement.com. Welcome to the Chris Hanna Show. Today we're talking about the importance of workplace flexibility. When I'm talking about workplace flexibility, I'm talking about organizations and leaders that believe in letting people work when, how, and where they're most successful. Look, in today's hyper-connected world, we're always on. It's getting harder for many people to disconnect from work. With long hours, early starts, working through lunch, being on call, catching up on emails late at night, Many professionals are incredibly dedicated and hardworking, but the commitments vary for each person, so it's not unreasonable that most employees are wanting and expecting a level of increased flexibility with their scheduling. Everyone really varies with what they need with regards to working when, where, and how they can be most effective. I'm a big believer that increased workplace flexibility really equals outstanding results. I wrote an article earlier this year where I talked about a key trend coming up in 2020, and I think workplace flexibility is that trend. Now, recently, we've obviously gone through some major shifts here in the world. We talk about the coronavirus and having more and more people working remotely in a level of social distancing. And I'm not talking about that necessarily today, but I do want to acknowledge that the world has started to shift. Organizations are starting to embrace change in technology. And with that right culture, it is possible to evolve the approach to scheduling. Gone are the days where everyone needs to work the same hours. Increased workplace flexibility is about letting employees have a voice in choosing when and where and how they work. With increased flexibility offered, it's possible to produce outstanding results that really are a win-win in terms of both the employee and the employer. Now, it's not for everyone in terms of workplace flexibility. But many organizations could benefit from abandoning the concept of the traditional 9-to-5 workday. Shifting focus towards allowing employees to work from the location of their choosing, tied to less traditional hours, can provide increased work-life integration possibilities. Flexible schedules, remote work-from-home opportunities, or fewer hours, all are types of different scheduling options. So we talk about the benefits of workplace flexibility. There's a few that I'd like to make sure I highlight. So starting from the employee perspective, the improved ability to meet personal or family commitments easier, you can cut down on the time spent commuting, having work hours that best fit with someone's energy cycle. When I say energy cycle, I mean that not everyone's really suited to to work during certain hours. I myself, I can get a lot accomplished earlier in the morning than I can later on the afternoon. It's all about people knowing what works well for them. Now on the employer side, There's also benefits to having more flexible schedules, and some of the advantages that we typically see is that there's improved employee engagement, there's fewer absences and less turnover, productivity and customer satisfaction typically are higher, as I like to say, happy employees often equals happy customers, and also organizations are more attractive for top talent when they have a culture of being flexible in their workplace. But there's a lot of reasons why organizations are still struggling with adopting workplace flexibility. 
it's actually really difficult for some managers and organizations to implement. There's concerns about maintaining productivity and performance, so many leaders struggle with accepting that it doesn't matter when or where most work is actually completed. There's just some of these old school thoughts that you need to be able to see your employees to ensure that they're working. Well, that ultimately talks about something that's very important in any relationship, and that is trust. Trust issues are predominantly why many leaders struggle with letting people have increased flexibility. The traditional old school manager is reluctant to provide flexibility and varying shifts or remote work because they have a lack of trust and perception issues. But when you think about workplace flexibility, there's lots of options. You know, whether it could be someone starting the day working from home, taking care of their kids, then transitioning in, or working remotely 100%. There's plenty of options available for people to try to be more flexible. Unfortunately, some companies are failing to equip their leaders with how to handle unique schedules effectively. Despite this challenge, it doesn't mean that workplace flexibility shouldn't exist. As I mentioned earlier, top talent really is attracted to a culture of strong workplace flexibility. So to achieve outstanding results, organizations that offer increased flexibility are going to be the ones that win the war for talent. Employees who are given the opportunity to choose how, when, and where they work are really appreciative. When leaders provide that flexibility to employees, they more often see maximum effort returned by their top talent. People start to go above and beyond more because ultimately they're more engaged. So if you trust your employees to have more flexible culture, whether it's with their shifts, their hours, or the location of where they're working, they will be more excited and appreciative. And that ultimately translates to better results for the company. But there's also nothing worse than losing somebody who might be considered a superstar or an A player because of a lack of workplace flexibility. Life happens, and sometimes there are situations that someone needs to have more flexibility. Someone could be in a relationship, and their, their significant other has decided to take a job in another city, and so they need to move as a family. Instead of losing that employee, there's opportunities for organizations to recognize that they can keep somebody but let them work with some flexibility. Maybe they're working remotely. Uh, maybe they're commuting in to the office maybe a day every so many weeks or shifting their hours. You don't want to lose your superstars so quickly to the exit doors. People really make all the difference in an organization as well. Companies can replicate your products and your services. The competition can never copy your most significant competitive advantage, and that is your people. With the right flexible workplace culture, it's easier to attract and retain the right people who can make a difference. Flexibility can reduce one of the critical factors in keeping someone happy instead of them being persuaded to chase maybe slightly better compensation. I've had employees over the years who said that the one of the number one things that they actually cared about was flexibility and that if they lost that flexibility to take care of their family commitments, they would probably look for work elsewhere. So implementing a flexible workplace culture is something that is important. And so I've got a couple of key pieces of advice to set up your organization for success. First, it's important to recognize that workplace flexibility 
isn't saying work whenever you feel like it. We're not giving people blank checks to do whatever they want. There does need to be some sort of guidelines and clear expectations. It's important that if you're a leader and you're trying to set up a flexible workplace culture, that you position everything that you're doing as a pilot. You know, many executives and senior leaders might be hesitant at first to allow for increased workplace flexibility. So if you can position anything as a pilot or a trial, that can make a world of difference for you. Trial period lets you test what works and learn some lessons along the way to make sure that your leadership team feels more comfortable. When it's a pilot, you get the opportunity to tweak and adjust as needed. Sometimes it's necessary to roll back a change or blow up the approach or try something else. You're going to learn what works and what doesn't work. And that gives you that opportunity to, to really tweak it and letting your employees know that you can tweak it when you're saying that this is a pilot situation. One of the things that's important is to look at each role and determine, is it possible to have an increased level of flexibility? Some roles maybe can't be done remotely or they can't be done at non-core hour times or they can't be part-time roles. So within each position, you have to look to see can there be tweaks or changes made? If they can, great. If they can't, that's understandable too, because it's not going to work for every role. But there might be opportunities to alter how specific responsibilities are accomplished. Perhaps there are parts of a position that could lend themselves to being more flexible. If you take a look at individual roles and you look at roles that are complementary, there could be opportunities to swap responsibilities across roles to give more flexibility to one versus the other as well. It's also important to look at the person. So take away the role and look at the person specifically. There are some people who just need more structure and can't handle increased flexibility. It's not right for everyone. Higher performing employees who demonstrate both the right level of responsibility and the proven strength to self-manage are the best candidates for initial consideration. Now, I say the words initial consideration because I'm talking about when you're doing a pilot, have your superstars be the first ones to try it. Now, if performance slips, it's easy to adjust since you're really just having a pilot anyways. My final thoughts on this is that if you're trying to implement a workplace culture that's flexible, you need to make sure that you are leading by example. If leaders want their employees to be successful in an environment of increased workplace flexibility, they need to be part of it as well. To understand what the remote experience may be like, a leader should maybe spend some time working from home themselves, or they should adjust their schedule to accommodate personal appointments that align with their energy cycles. Whenever an employee sees that their leaders embrace change and are really along for the ride with them, it can be incredibly powerful in ensuring success. If a leader has appointments, they shouldn't feel guilty about having a life and other commitments outside of work. And the importance of becoming more flexible will see an organization's employees become more productive, committed, and ultimately engaged. As I said earlier, I think that workplace flexibility is going to be one of the most impactful and emerging trends that we're going to see in the next decade. Is your organization going to be part of that? You've been listening to The Chris Hanna Show. To have me speak at your next event or for additional solutions to help you achieve more than you thought possible, visit chrishanna.ca today. For other solutions and resources designed to help companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing, be sure to check out evolvingmanagement.com. 
Lastly, please remember to subscribe and share to receive the latest episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. We look forward to connecting with you again soon for another episode of The Chris Hanna Show.